acetone. Wisdom shared by the housewives and the occasional house husband of Scotland in the pages of the Sunday Post in the 1950s. Whatever will they make of it today? Hello and welcome back to the second episode of our painting and decorating special um, with me, Steve and Chris. The problem is if all these episodes are special, none of these episodes are special. Why do I keep saying special? (laughs) Because you are special. special. (laughs) But we did the second part because Steve has got so much to talk about. I think it is special because Steve's really passionate about painting and decorating. I am. Now, guys... See we twinkle in his eye, can't you? Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to make you laugh now. The first time ever since we started doing these podcasts, I have a plan. I do. I'm going to take this podcast from the sublime to the ridiculous. And by ridiculous, I don't mean Connie's efforts at attempting to understand the world as it was. We always have half a plan, but it never works out because we end up... Chance. Well, anyway, I've got nonsense. a plan to start off with two or three wonderful tips and then go to two or three tips okay. which are unusual, we might say. God, so, God, we'll start Steve, with a... If Steve thinks tips are unusual. I know, I'm excited. <laughs> oh no, she's excited to going far too far. Come on! Sorry, teacher. <laughs> Clean job. When painting kitchen or bathroom, tie plastic bags over the taps. They will be kept nice and clean. Mrs. CLBT, 8 Kilbury Street, Dundee. Now that's a good idea. Well, I have nothing it? to say about that. No, I've not, I have I, I, I mean, some, some of the tips there's, the, you know, practical value in. Some of the tips there's, you know, stuff to talk about. It's not that, like that the worst thing I've ever heard in the world, but it's I mean, it's a, bit, it's a bit... And, and... A bit vanilla. Precaution. Before redecorating a room, rub chromium fittings with Vaseline. Afterwards, any paint on them can be easily cleaned off. Mrs. D. Richardson, 8 Bevan Avenue, Ryhope, Sunderland. It's yep, almost boring. the same tip. Next. But what, so I always, my first reaction with these is always to think, well, what would I do for that? The first thing is probably employ a painter and decorator. Um, but I would put a plastic bag over it or, and tie it because otherwise you've got to clean the damn things afterwards. Oh, would you oh it's a good idea. I think that's a good shout. Well, but I think it's a good idea to, well, to clean them anyway. What? Yeah, but, well, you would always clean the taps, I would hope. Yeah. But having spots of paint on them would make it more difficult. Well, it would, but, 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 but for me today, putting a it. plastic bag over it or something like that, and then just whipping that off when I'm done, I'm then done. Whereas if I put slather them in Vaseline, I've got to then clean the Vaseline off. And oh, I see what you mean. Okay, Vaseline's difficult to get off as well. Right. Yeah, once it's hardened. I've not actually noted the date when that, that tip came from, but if it was the very early 1950s, plastic bags weren't really very... A paper bag then. Paper bag, I suppose, yeah. Okay. Dishcloth. In that case, I will give you a brilliant tip. Papering. When doing a papering job, try using a paint roller to apply the paste. It spreads the paste evenly, is quicker and less messy than a brush. (gasps) Mrs C. Hooper, 180F, Centre Street, Glasgow. Chris's face has literally just gone, mind equals blown. I've never... It's never occurred to me, but it makes so much sense. It's absolutely superb. But why has it never occurred to me? Why isn't that just what people do when they're putting... Yeah, why is there a brush? In all honesty, there is a reason for this, to be honest, guys. I don't know if you are very adept at painting, but (laughs) a roller dipped in very slimy wallpaper paste will tend to slide rather than turn. turn, And it does... I think that's the reason why this doesn't happen. I always use a brush. Surely they could make a grippier wallpaper roller. (laughs) Grippier. 
Yeah, like with yeah, tracks could do, and chains. Yeah, I suppose you'd like do you have a special chained. wallpapering brush? I, I absolutely do, yes. Is it a special wide? It is. It's yeah. uh, um, It's got a fairly long handle because it tends to drop into the Because it can't bucket. reach. <laughs> no. I tell you what I don't like. I don't like wallpaper in which you have to paste the wall. I always find that really difficult. That's bizarre. It is odd. Quite a lot of papers are like that. Here's I've the, never wallpapered. Here's a thing that amuses me. There's a certain type of man, and Steve is that certain type of man, who, when <laughs> there is DIY in the offing, just get the twinkle. Yeah. Because they get the chance to bring the out the workmate bench mm. and all the special screwdrivers. Yeah, and oh, I and do love Carefully tools. hoarded. Huh? And, you know, the favourite brush or yes. whatever. And do I have that. I to tell too. you guys, I was in B&Q. And I passed their tool section and there was a, they called it a uh, wrecking bar, which is largely a piece of metal, which is bent at the ends. Mm -hmm. And it had been slightly damaged and it was four pounds. And my excitement at getting a (laughs) tremendous wrecking bar, which was about three foot long, made of solid steel for four pounds. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Connie. But my excitement at getting this thing was absolutely off the scale. I had, I was worried about myself, and that's that's how far it's going. And I grasped it? it quick before anybody else could pick it up. It's going to wreck things. Yeah. Check yourself before These, you wreck I say, I think this is an American name. When did it become a wrecking bar? It's a crowbar. Oh, I see. Yeah, it's just a crowbar. I, yeah. yeah. Anyone else thinking Miley Cyrus now? Yeah. Okay, good. Miley and Imagine what? Steve no, or a wrecking ball. Okay. Oh my God, we should totally make should that, that for up. the, Get a, for the release. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, I have no idea what you're talking about. We always take the mick out of, uh, pleasantly, you know, respectfully take the mick out of uh, my wife's granddad and dad who have who are of that generation and that type who just like bits of wood. Yes. You know, <laughs> any uh, old. Any yeah. old bit of wood and it's carefully squirreled away. <laughs> I own many bits of wood. And at the point at which you go, oh, you know what that needs? A bit of wood. <laughs> I've got just the thing, and there's a special off-cut somewhere. There is. Uh, yeah. We got a new uh, stair carpet fitted, and it was discovered that the bathroom step, which is the sort of mezzanine area, the Ooh. stair underneath <laughs> it. We're going to have to record at Steve's gaff one day. Just um, yeah. I'm not at all sure you'd be allowed in, yeah. but I could I could make sort of... I could speak to security. I could speak and see if you could be allowed I'm in. Like the gated community of Carnoustie. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the mezzanine floor step was a bit iffy when we got the old carpet up so I got out some of my bits of wood and mended it wonderfully well and it's now the most solid step in the world <laughs> that step will still be living in thousand years it's now time. a mess Steve <laughs> what? I tell you the, the image that is emerging of Steve's uh, palatial ball. Uh, house oh no see I'm, I'm still on uh, wrecking ball I have constructed my house and done DIY things through the sweat of my brow and the strength of my arm. I am proud I to am, say so. I am very envious. So we've got some friends uh, in London who have been working on their house uh, since they moved into it. And while I look at their updates and messages and stuff and think, oh God, that looks like a lot of work. And, you know, the chaos and uproar and, yeah. you know, laugh and plaster walls taken down and, and replaced and all that sort of stuff. And I think, oh, that's a lot of work. Um, I'm also super envious because whenever I visit, it's beautiful now. It's gorgeous, mm. and it's just how they want it. Yeah. And it's there is there is a absolute satisfaction, guys, in taking on a job, a big job. For instance, uh, I 
took all the lath and plaster off a wall and I got a joiner in actually to help me replace it, especially the ceiling with the plasterboard and then we had it aimed taped. But the result, the result of our dining room, absolutely lovely. I'm, what's I'm la- proud what's of it. Latham's plaster? In the old days... Lath and plaster. Oh. Not lath and plaster. <laughs> In the old days, there was a sort of framework of wood uh, between the wall, the stone wall, and then to that framework... Is that the horsehair thing? Yes. Imagine a sort of a bunch of stripes up and down the wall of bits of wood, two before. Uh, and onto that, you would tack the lath, which is very thin wood, across the way, so you sort of had a ribbed effect over the entire mm-hmm. wall. Then you would plaster on top of that with horsehair and mix, uh, not with horsehair, sorry, with plaster mixed with horsehair, and that would give <laughs> you a good, solid wall. So why would you take it off then? Look, it can get a bit yeah, grotty over time. Over the, stinky. It become, no, it doesn't get stinky. So it rolls. But not it, in the sense yeah. of... It like, becomes sort of soft and pliable, and if you ever put a nail or a screw into it, it sometimes sort of does quite a bit of damage. It's not very for forgiving. Mm. Not very good at holding stuff up either. But I will say as well that um, I, I am. I, it makes me sad thinking about the fact that I haven't done this sort of DIY. Not just because you know there's a, a part of me would like to um, be as manly as that, but more than just like I can't afford a house. And I earn a reasonable salary. Mm. But the you know we know the multiple for people of my generation between annual salary and buying a house prices yeah. are significantly more than they were for my parents' generation, mm-hmm. um, and I, I get I get really sort of hurt and frustrated and angry when people are dismissive of young people. You know, their avocado toast and their lattes, and mm-hmm. if they just saved up, they'd be able to buy a yes, house. These yes. sort of wastrel layabouts. It's not an option. It's uh-huh. just not an option. No, you're, you're absolutely right. I bought my first house before I was married in 1986. And if I was coming to do the same now, it would be an extremely different thing. And I have benefited, I have to say, through the house prices boom. Yeah. We bought our first house uh, in 1986 and then sold it four years later. And it doubled in price, which yeah. we thought was wonderful. But that's a terrible sort of way for people to be presented with now if they want to buy a house. Yeah. How, how expensive is it now? Connie, and that, and that's you're why, unusual. Mm-hmm. In so many ways. But that's why <laughs> you got the thing you have with your house getting a 60-year lifespan because it's the only way they can make houses... It's the only, I say it's the only way. One of the ways they can make houses that are at all attainable for first-time buyers yeah. or second-time buyers. It's really quite nah, sad, yeah. We could have bought a much lesser house easily. But, like, it, we just bought ours because where it was, what it was... And it was what we were looking for, but we we actually bought the hardest house we could have bought. Yeah, the hardest house. You mean the most expensive? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, without being big headed, it was the most expensive one we had looked at. And initially, when it came on the market, we wrote it off because our mortgage wasn't for enough. But we'd been looking for so long that we hadn't actually reevaluated. Right. Okay. So when we first looked, we were looking at like. Not necessarily flats, but sort of two up, two down, sort of, yeah. you know. Um, so attached, terraced. Yeah. yeah. Um, but now it's totally, what we ended up with is totally different. Anyway, we're just going to have a quick break and we'll be back in a minute. In I, mean, a little, in a little, in a I minute. certainly would rather um, take a break than we've just got into a very sort of middle aged old thing of talking about property prices. So, yeah, I agree, Connie. Quick break. Okay. Ho, ho, ho. 
The Pass It On books make the perfect gift for Christmas, or even any other time of year, especially for your favourite older relative who will find lots in there that they'll recognise. You can get 20% off the Pass It On books at dcthompsonshop.co.uk by using the discount code THRIFTY at checkout. And, as Santa famously always says, check the episode notes for details and terms. Here's your bonus ad break tip. After boiling a clouty dumpling, remove the cloth and immediately sprinkle sugar over the dumpling. This keeps it from forming a hard, leathery skin. We did stray somewhat from the point there, so bring us back on track, would you, Mr. Finnan? I will. We have some funny ones. That's exactly what I intend to do, (gasps) and we're going to start with this. Painting. Before starting a painting job, people wearing glasses should slightly smear the lenses with soap. (laughs) The fine pinpoint paint spots can then be easily removed from the lenses on completion of the job. W. Malcolm of Cora House, Port Noki, wins a pair of towels for that. What? That's nonsense. (laughs) Connie's outraged. (laughs) And obviously, if you smear the lenses of your glasses with soap... You won't be able to see out the glasses. <laughs> I hadn't actually occurred to that. <laughs> yes. oh. At what point is your vision most impaired? Taking glasses off or smearing them I with know. soap? I found that quite bizarre. I found that really I mean, quite funny. Like, that's like saying put Vaseline on them, isn't it? So it'd be the same yes. sort of yeah. smudgy, gooey. Maybe you'd sort of, it's like beer goggles. You'd fall in love with your wife again. The sort of soft focus <laughs> Vaseline on the lens effect. I loved that. I, I loved that they won a pair of towels for... Uh, now, I'm not saying that this was a bad tip because there's no such thing as a bad tip in this book. No, it's a bad tip. But that's an unusually slanted tip. Mm-hmm. I think these days I would just um, use another pair of glasses. Actually, my vision's not too bad. I would just take my glasses off. Right. Um, um, um. Do you know, by the way, um, I've got prescription swimming goggles which mm-hmm. always makes me think of that scene in Notting Hill when Hugh Grant's sitting with a um, ski, uh, scuba mask on. <laughs> yeah. But I've got prescription swimming goggles. They're actually not expensive. I assume they'd be very expensive as glasses are. Do you are. swim often? No, most weeks. But like mm-hmm. with my daughter, I'm not like, yeah, doing yeah. lengths. <laughs> I'm just spl- puddling about in the pool. But um, they're, they're transformative. They're, they start from about 16, 20 quid. They're not all expensive. And you can really? Actually, that, you that's actually, actually quite good. Yeah. Can you open your yeah. eyes underwater without your goggles? Uh, no. Yeah, I think people that can do that are aliens. <laughs> well, they can open their eyes underwater. Yeah. You're kidding. No, babies do it. I can do it. And I'm not a baby. Oh, we know that. You're an alien. <laughs> right. Another slightly unusually slanted one. <coughs> Simple decoration. Use autumn leaves to decorate a plain parchment lampshade. Press the prettiest leaves from your garden, then stick onto the shade. When lamp is lit... The colours in the leaves show up in all their glory. Mrs H. Bell, Hylecroft, 33 White Close Gate, Carlisle. Now again, you will have spotted the obvious flaw in this. No? No, no I don't Leaves go on fire? If you stick real garden leaves onto your lampshade, they will very quickly dry out, flake off, and you will be left with a slightly rubbishy looking... <laughs> Scabby lamp. Yeah. I suppose you could shellac them, as we talked about last <laughs> oh, You could um, varnish them. Yeah, true, true. What? It's a bit like the 
what was that stuff? Barcola, barbola. Bar- barbola. Bar- yeah, yeah, it's a bit like that. It's What's a bit the like bloody that, yeah. point? <laughs> Connie, you're such a cynic. What happened to you today? No, I just think, why? What, ooh, these leaves are nice. I'm going to stick them on my lamp. It doesn't, I do think it's, it's quite cheap. a sweet idea. No, yeah. it's not. It is. It's silly. Mm, I like these slugs that are out in the garden. Let me stick them on my mantelpiece. That's quite a leap. <laughs> it's the same thing. Right, okay. Next. In this case, I will impress you then. Okay. Stripping wallpaper. Use a foam sponge self-wringing mop for soaking wallpaper prior to stripping. It's less messy than a brush, and the long handle enables you to reach the top of the wall easily. Mrs. S.B. Guy, Hurst Road, Hart Hill. Now, that's a good tip. That is a good tip. Yeah. Did that, that, not a good a, tip. that not win a pair of towels? Bizarrely, that didn't win a pair See, of towels. that's more towel-worthy, no. isn't it? Yeah. It is, More yeah. towel-worthy yeah. than the leaves or whatever it was the one before the glasses yes true yeah i'm actually that had never occurred to me but those mops that you squeegee squeegee type thing yeah Mm. to put it up high to get yeah i like that i do like that you'd need an extendable one but i remember when uh my mum and dad would strip wallpaper off the walls we'd uh hire a steam thing yeah. Yes, yeah, I own one of those. <laughs> There's a surprise. If I ever need anything, I'm going to Steve. Just go to Steve. Yeah. He's better than Wix. <laughs> More expensive, though, I can tell you. <laughs> Worse customer service, too. Literally. However, if you use a little ingenuity, as I'm about to tell you, you wouldn't need to come to me. You would do this instead. Hole filling. To fill holes after painting, there's no paint left. Use children's plasticine which can be bought in almost any colour. Mrs. M. Smith, 60 North Hill Street, Liverpool. Oh, God almighty. <laughs> Not almost any colour. No. There's like seven primary colours you can buy plastic. Exactly, in. and you can't squish it up. Well, you can, but it doesn't exactly mix. It just marbles, doesn't it, really? Well, you could, if you warm it between your hands, it becomes quite pliable. You could press it into a hole in the And wall. then what happens when it dries out, goes, crusties, falls out? I'm imagining a new Pharaoh and Ball range of heritage <laughs> colours of plasticine. Yeah. <laughs> bright green, bright blue, bright yellow. What's your opinion of fancy paint, Steve? I suspect you have opinions. Fancy paint? Things like yeah. Pharaoh and Ball. It's like, I don't like know. Like 50 quid a jar. 50 quid a can or something. Well, obviously, I'm obviously very, very I'm going to be mind. against that sort of thing. Tell you what really fascinates me about paint. And <laughs> God, I can't wait. <laughs> if, only, Riveting. if only we're going to an ad break at this point, just I for know. the suspense. We can have another one. <laughs> we no, no. We're going to pile straight into this. Right. And it's, what about a small drum roll? Do have we have a, a drum roll? Have, oh. well, wait a minute, I'm going to qualify this even further. <laughs> The thing that fascinates me about paint and carpets okay. is... is roll. The names. See, oh, when you go and... Oh, that was I know, so I was, disappointing. That wasn't worth a drum roll, <laughs> no. was it? But see, when you buy purple wallpaper... Or purple paint, I should say. I was going to say, how often does one anyway. buy either of those things? But usually it's called something like... Morning amethyst, and you look or at it, and it's Heather not Hugh. morning. Exactly, yeah, yeah. I was actually listening to a really good podcast, um, something around with purple, which is a Giles Brandworth and Susie Dent oh. podcast oh, yeah. about language. And um, Susie was talking on that recently about the fact that she's she who, and she's not a prude, but she was quite um, put out by the names for makeup these days. Obviously no. aimed at 12, 13, 14, 15 year old yes, girls, yeah. especially. And it was things like uh, 
There's one called threesome, one called orga- uh, yeah. something orgasm, um, one called deep throat. No, oh, and it was that is terrible. And, yeah. it, and it was quite. Um, they, they were obviously, you know, they were tongue in cheek, which is an, also a sexual thing. Um, quite tongue in cheek, but they were. <laughs> but she was making a reasonable point. Yeah, they, there know, is a reasonable there's something point. Something slightly uncomfortable about that, especially when talking about the yeah, girls yeah. who are under the age of consent. I mean, mm-hmm. I like the creativity in it. I was looking at again at types of carpet, and I came across mm-hmm. one that was called Happy Biscuit. And I thought, happy biscuit. You wouldn't buy it if it was sad biscuit. Well, ha- happy biscuit. <laughs> like a BNBN biscuit, you know, like oh, with yeah. a happy face. But in reality, happy biscuit was beige. Yeah. And to give I it mean, a name like happy biscuit, I thought. It was overselling it slightly. It, it I, slightly, I would like yeah. a job doing that. Like yeah, yeah. polished pebble. That's good. What colour would Dusted polished pebble fondant. be? Dusted <laughs> fondant. What? These are actual Dulux colours, by the way. That are they? Sapphire salute. I was yeah. going to congratulate you for nailing those, but I see you're just plagiarizing. I'm just like, yeah, it's a bit it like Yankee Candle. My daughter went through an age yeah. uh, of going to garden centres and smelling every Yankee I Candle. I mean, if you don't do that, then who are you? Have you ever been? Have you even been it, to a garden centre? Have you ever had a Yankee you? Candle if you've never smelled them all? Pink Dragon Fruit, best one. There's a guy online who oh. collects and uh, has a website all about his Yankee candle collection. And I look at that website, my, my daughter uh-huh. loves it a bit. I look at that website and I think, my God, that man is such so removed from me as a human being, a human male oh. being as to be another species altogether. <laughs> I cannot imagine <laughs> wanting to talk to anybody about flavours and smells of candles. Mm. Yeah. That, that's the problem there, Steve. <laughs> yeah. Flavours involved in me. That's, that's oh. where you're going wrong. <laughs> okay. My new favourite are Woodwick candles. As Woodwick. They've got one of those flickery wicks that crackle and pop. I feel that my life is incomplete now right. as I don't Come have on. one. However, I'm going to make your life complete. Bath painting. <laughs> Before painting a bath. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> What's wrong? Who paints a bath? As in like crayons that you get for kids in the... No. Okay, let's... let's, let's oh, no. I'll go through it. Let's and let's finish. I can't. Before painting a bath, get a length of old cycle tubing and push one end over the hot water tap and the other end over the cold water tap. So you've got a U-shape, I imagine. This will catch all the drips and allow the painting and drying to proceed without a mark of any sort. The tubing can be slipped off and the water poured into the wash basin. JCJ Albin, 39 Stuartville Street, Partick, won a pair of towels. Oh, I'm sick of these towels. So in and of itself, the Uh tip is good. You know, because if you're painting a bath, you don't want drippy taps marring the surface. Uh So catching them with a U-shape, uh, length of tubing is a sensible precaution. <laughs> However, you sounded like Steve there. Let's return to the greater point here. Right, it's because Why you guys are too young. You all oh, look at a bath. Holy fiddlesticks. No, you're thinking you're thinking of a plastic bath as is modern. No, I'm thinking even of like enamel baths. Like, right. Well, but you have to enamel, would you? Baths were in back in the day, they were made of cast iron and um they had a paint job done on them, an enamel paint job, and yeah. people would polish that up, and that's the way baths were. And painting baths was 
It was required. Was it? Are you? Are you? Yeah, was it? No, I'm seriously not anyway. having you. I'm seriously not having you on. Around about the plug hole where water would come into contact with the. Yes, but like enamel paint's a very specific thing, and it's a vitrified thing. It so is. You have, you, uh-huh. you have to like paint a thing on and then bake it at high temperatures to to to, to no, vitrify you, you, it. No, you could get enamel paint that will just dry normally and have largely the same effect. But but people did use to paint baths because they would, would become they, discolored. Would they change the color. Absolutely. Yeah. So you know, in the seventies hit, would they be getting their avocado? No, by the oh, time the 70s had hit, you were into plastic baths. In fact, avocado baths... Are mm. horrendous. <laughs> My mother had one. The so, horrendous. <laughs> point. Point. Oh, whoa, whoa. <laughs> sure, you wouldn't want to upset my mother, no. I can tell you. Ooh. Anyway, Connie. What? I've had enough of you all. I'm bringing this uh, to an end because oh. I don't think enough respect has been given to my painting I mean, and decorating skills. I feel that I should have been awarded several medals during the making Victoria of this podcast. Cross. But did I get? No. No, because Chris and I would just do the sensible thing and hire a painter and decorator. And on that note, join us again next time for more genius or possibly madness from the households of Scotland in the 1950s and for more nonsense from us here in Scotland today. See you then. Hiya, it's Chris here with a little personal appeal on behalf of Connie, Steve and me. We so love making this podcast and we hope to keep doing so for a long time to come, but we need your support to prove that it's worth doing. Now, there are three ways you can help us keep making episodes. The first, and the one that makes the biggest difference, is by buying the books. They're stuffed with hundreds of fascinating, clever and occasionally downright daft tips. And as Steve said, you can get 20% off with a discount code THRIFTY at dcthompsonshop.co.uk. Next, spread the word. Tell your pals to listen if you think they'd love it too. And if you tag the Pass It On pod on Twitter or Pass It On Tips on Facebook, we'll see you and we'll give you a big virtual kiss. And lastly, subscribing, rating and reviewing the podcast, especially if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, help other people discover it when they're browsing and looking for things to listen to. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. Even if you do none of that, we still love having you. See you next time.